his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Yeah, it's hot. It is hot and sweaty. It is uh, behaving a great deal like summer. As a matter of fact, I wonder. I'm, I'm really interested in the psychology of the of the mob, the media mob, and how when they plaster a story for years the only answer to anything is climate change remember when the only answer to anything was trump and then the only answer to anything was guns and and now the only answer to anything is climate change you have to drive battery powered cars then everything will be okay and get a windmill everybody should have a windmill what, what I find intriguing about this whole thing is, one, that they, they want to suck us dry of any ability to think as a culture. You're only allowed to believe a single thing. Do battery-operated cars actually protect the climate? Does anybody know? Do any of the people advocating for electric cars know whether they actually, when you do all the math on them, Getting the cobalt out of the ground, getting all the all the metals and minerals out of the ground that you need for batteries. How do you scale the battery production up to largest uh, large enough quantities of all those materials to be able to make all the batteries that you need? In what countries, what shakedown midget third world countries do you have to try to work your way through to be able to scale those batteries into production? Does anybody have any bad stories from electric cars? I read one yesterday, but I have no idea if it's true. It was about somebody who um, had a Ford electric vehicle. And that they were told, that, I guess the battery, I couldn't quite understand it, but the battery seemed to have died. And they were told it was $14,000 to replace the batteries. But then they couldn't get, there were no batteries available and it was going to cost twice as much. But they still didn't know if they could get batteries for them. It sounds a little oversimplified, but I do imagine those sorts of things happening. There is a pulling it out of your butt quality on this climate change stuff, is there not? 
they just make laws like uh, we're going to reduce the amount of oil that we use. We're going to require that 15%. They just make things up. And how do they have any idea what that's going to contribute to any kind of solution to a problem that we're not 100% sure exactly what causes it? Anyway, I'd like to hear your explanations. I wonder if you if you uh, shift in your perspective a little bit during days like these, stretches like these when it seems hiding. All you hear on the news. Remember the news, the propaganda machine that it is where they all like to fly with the same wind underneath their wings. If all the wind in the news realm is giving lift to climate change stories, then you better be putting out some climate change stories or you're not going to get clicks. You're not going to get viewers. You're not going to get listeners. That's how it works. Three weeks ago, what was the only thing you could hear about? Well, maybe it was only two weeks ago. Guns, that was the only thing, the only way to stop. I guess it was more like three. The only way to stop these shootings is to take guns away from people who legally own them. The law-abiding citizens take their guns away, and that's the only way we can make things better. And I haven't heard one media outlet report that the what what Congress did was dodge the whole issue. Congress got scared. Congress thought we have to pay, we have to pass something. So let's pass something that we wouldn't we would have laughed at before or run from in horror before but we'll act like it's the most beautiful thing that's ever happened and then we get ourselves out of the line of fire so to speak congress doesn't want to get hurt because of the school shootings so they passed gun reform that is what they would have called meaningless on the democratic side or outrageous on the republican side before but they ran in and they they agreed to it very quickly because they care about themselves who is caring about us not these politicians they're all running scams that's how i look at it but anyway i wanted to know if you view climate change any differently because of the weather is this working to soften your resolve. 860-522-9842. Anthony, you have any... Uh, I don't recall if we've ever discussed climate change. Where, where do you come down on it? Uh, I have a similar opinion to this that I do on guns. Just because the Democrats ruin the narrative around it doesn't mean we shouldn't try to be more um, cognizant and more aware and more... I guess we should try to be better as much as we can be, whether it's fossil fuels, using less of them, moving towards electric um but i mean at the same time i think doing things like taxing diesel and forcing us to jump to electric is moronic because that'll only make people less inclined to want to use it um so yes but the theory of climate change do you do you believe that man is worsening the climate yeah. and that it can be turned around by man undoing the bad behavior. Well, I think we have an impact, and if we can be better, we should try to be. But at the same time, we can't control China or India, and uh, they're probably worse than we are when it comes to pollution. So, so it sounds realistic to you, but the op the solutions don't sound realistic. It, it's hard to find real solutions, but at the same time, like I said, I think we should try to be better as a country, but obviously we can't tell other countries how to handle it. All right, thank you for that. Antonio, 
Gene's calling from Harwinton. Hi, Gene. Good afternoon, Todd Feinberg. How are you today? Oh, you're so depressed again. Can we lift your spirits? <laughs> Never. Well, I'm I was listening earlier when you were talking about automated cars when you drive a vehicle. Uh-huh. And it and I I believe it is critical that you learn that at a young age. That you learn what? The feeling of driving a vehicle. You mean your own your relationship. Doing. You have to treat the car, any machine, you have to respond to it and relate to it as if it is human or some kind of animal form and listen to well, what it's telling yeah, I'll tell you, I drove a tractor trailer for 40 years, and I also was an equipment operator. And if you don't have the feeling in you, mm -hmm. you're not going to be successful at either one. You're, so when you're operating equipment, you have to be, there's a, it's not just thinking that you do, but there's intuition about what comes you next. You have to know what the equipment is doing under you. You have to feel it. Yep. So you know what your next move is. And when you say feel it, you mean like the vibrations it's giving off. How, how, how smooth is it, the engine running at certain RPMs, stuff you like that. You have to listen. Yep. It's critical. I believe so. Thank you for saying that, Gene. Okay, buddy. Okay, you can have the rest of the day off since you worked for 40 years. That's amazing. I wonder if that was in a row. Gene, did you have a day off? 40 years is a long time. Tina, New Haven. Hi, Tina. Hi. So I just wanted to call in. Um, I agree with uh, Anthony that we definitely should be like more aware and try to make uh, changes to help like with um, the environment so there's less pollution, but... Like, for example, um, Connecticut Transit electric buses, um, but they're not really working like they should. Um, they die easily, so they constantly have to get towed back because they're dead, um, because they don't last the whole however many hours they're supposed to cover a shift. Oh, you mean the batteries um, don't hold up for the amount of hours on the road they've been assigned? Yeah, yeah, so they have to constantly go back and pick them up, and the, when the buses come back, they can't be charged um, because it's during, like... Um, oh, they the only workout. do it at night or something? Yeah, they can't charge them during the day because it's peak hours. Yeah. So, and they don't have enough... Um, they only have a limited charge at, uh, charging station, and they had to... I don't know how much it costs. I don't know the exact terminology, but uh -huh. I know they had to have like a huge um, because the power that runs on State Street can't couldn't um, charge the batteries, so they had to. I, I'm not sure if it was like a um, some kind of housing. Um, well, that's right. Just say to, it as best you can. Don't so worry about the correct to, words. They had to bring in all these resources um, mm -hmm. to up. Maybe like a um, a transformers, yeah. Yes, um, but they're constantly dying, and they you would think that they would want the buses to be wrapped differently, so that people could see, wow, look at that bus, it's electric. But they don't because the buses break down so much. Then people would see that the electric buses are constantly getting towed back. Yeah, um, when it when it breaks down, it should have a sign that changes. You know, a chameleon like sign, so it switches over to being the Philadelphia bus system. And then everybody say, look at that. Those people right. from Philadelphia. The, and the buses are, so they have um, huge batteries, and mechanics have to be trained 
specifically on working on them because... Tina, how do you know all this? Because I, I know somebody on the inside. Uh-huh. And Keep. it's so it's so dangerous. They have to wear, like, protective gear when working on the batteries because obviously they could be electrocuted. Yep. It's a huge hazard. This is really interesting. All right, uh, if you send me an email with any more information that you want to communicate, Todd at Todd Talk. We'll take more phone calls coming up on WTIC. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. Yeah, so it's hot and sweaty. Is it your fault? That's the question. And then, do you buy all the stuff Democrats think we should do, like go without electricity and stuff? Mike, hello. Hey, I think that this was just poorly sold way back in the day. It, it really should have been sold as, as geoclimate engineering, because that's more of what it is. Russia and China both made absolute technological investments in adjusting the climate over their areas to provide them with better weather. And America has been doing the same thing, but we are just not being honest about what it is that we're doing. We are deliberately trying to change our weather. Absolutely. And what are we trying to improve? Well, it's at this stage, it's just about offsetting what's being done across the ocean. Because if you remember back when the Olympics were held, China was very clear about the fact that they were geoengineering nice, happy, sunny days throughout the entire process. And they do this by a series of cloud seeding and and radio telemetry that allows for heating the atmosphere. America has done a lot of it with their harp systems, but unfortunately they're just really shy about talking about engineering because back in, I think, the 60s when we first started doing it, we caused a hurricane to go way out of control and ended up killing a bunch of people. And ever since then, the idea of geoengineering the climate is something that's very taboo here. And we do this by blasting radio waves into the atmosphere? Correct. Look into the HARP radio systems. Uh, they, they heat up a, a very large area of the atmosphere, which creates a moisture uplift over the ocean, mm-hmm. and that creates a, a lot of the, the cooling effect that, that they've been trying to offset Russia and China with. And are you saying that that is what causes the weather, climate dynamics that are being called climate change and being blamed on human activity? Correct. Uh, Russia wanted to open up a northern passage so that they didn't have to deal with America in their, in their shipping channels. So they've been heating up the, the northern regions pretty significantly in order to try to open up those channels. They don't, they don't want the system to cool off. They're much much happier flooding out all of the coastal areas of america so they get their shipping channels clear yes i could see where they'd be excited by that mike if you have any good articles send them my way okay todd at ToddTalk.com. thank you for the call sir 860-522-9842 kim and cromwell hi kim um humans do not control the climate humans do have inputs into pollution and as a country, we have come a long way in terms of reducing different molecules in the fossil fuels. But you cannot get to zero, and I think that's what uh, the utopian effect is, is they want zero. If they adopted carbon capture 
and some biodiesels and decarbonated the concrete, which they can do if they allow those to come on, that will be a significant input into bringing down the carbon levels. However, that is not going to do anything regarding storms or temperatures, okay? What we have going on this year is we have La Nina. We have a jet stream that is buckled in the North Atlantic, allowing a Hadley cell, which is a semi-permanent high-pressure region down at 30 degrees north and south, to rise higher into the temperate latitudes. And this explains why Britain is having the situation that it is. What the politicians and the Greens want you to believe, and people are vulnerable, mm-hmm. is that, you know, people are not over there are not ready for this kind of change. They're used to a cool climate. Is, so they'll say, you know what, give up your car. Dish your cell phone. Throw away your TV. Throw away your furnace. Do that. And it's, it's like these people, they just, they want something tangible in their hand. So they reach out and they say, oh, there, it's got to be the man behind the curtain. It can't be natural. And this will lead them to do extreme things that degrade their living standard instead of simply opening up a science book. All right, Kim, thank you for the call. Kim's got a scientific approach. Peter and Avon. Hi, Peter. Hi, Ty. It's been a while since I've called. Yeah, thank you for calling. The the, uh, geoengineering.org is a website, and uh, there's a really interesting movie there called The Dimming, and The Dimming is about spraying of everything from barium salts, aluminum, and other materials in, in layers. You see these jets put out these conveils that spread into a a growing cloud cover during the course of the day. Um, that is very real. And uh, we have noticed here just this summer, anecdotally, talking with landscapers, but the bees, the bees are gone. Um, I'd say 90% of the bees are gone from our garden, if not totally gone. And this repeats itself not only locally, people are blaming glyphosate, for it. Uh, Roundup. They're blaming what? Glyphosate, uh, Roundup, the uh, herbicide. But the problem is it doesn't fit into the narrative when you go into the wild and all the bees in the wild are also dying off where there is no glyphosate. So how do we know what the answer is? <laughs> we're, we're a chemistry set. They, they're right. experimenting on us. We, they don't know what they're doing. Well, that's, that's very right. optimistic there, Peter. <laughs> Sorry, but my take on things. All right. Good to hear from you. You having a good Fair summer? Enough. Thank you. Thank you. I guess it's hot enough. It's interesting, this climate stuff. I don't know that, I, I don't know that I'm ready to uh, believe the government theory, although I do know that, that obviously we've been working for a long time to have the ability to control the weather. And it does make sense, things like Putin would be not worrying about environmental impacts that might be negative. He'd be worried about things like, can we get a, can we get an easy route through uh, what used to be ice and can we slip through with rowboats now? You know, that, that would certainly be appealing. And, and those kinds of stories are 
seem more realistic to me. And certainly our government would have a big incentive to make sure we never figure out <laughs> if it's that easy. And they don't have the power to stop it. But I like these theories, whether they're true or not, they're good to get on the table just because it shows that there is a need for conversation. And what I started off by talking about was how they shower us with one story, whether it's the gun story or the fossil fuel story. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas... Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. We will talk more about this stuff in a little while. We've got a guest right now, though. Ann Gosh-Diggy, and she writes for the Hartford News, which you can read online. And she, well, she's an expert in things having to do with Hartford. I think that's fair to say, isn't it, Ann? Um, well, expert might be a bit strong word. Todd, a super duper expert. How about I'm that? In the know. <laughs> okay, you're in the know. I want to talk to you about. I've been hearing for months 
No, maybe it's a couple of years. It's a COVID-related thing, or maybe it it precedes it. You'll have to tell us. But there's all kinds of chatter about how fast and dangerous traffic is in the city. Can you talk about that a little bit? I can talk about that, and I've written about it uh, for several years now. I'd be happy to do that. All right, we'll start. Well, let's start. I live on Weathersfield Avenue. There are many streets in Hartford that are considered to be speedways. I would say this is the number one speedway in Hartford, Connecticut. Why is that? Why, what is it about this road? I hear about it all the time. Uh, it's a nice, long, straight road. It runs from Main Street in Hartford all the way down to the Silestine Highway in Weathersfield. It's wide open, and it is drive at your own risk and definitely walk or bicycle at your own risk, and we have the accidents to prove that's true. So people drive fast there. Is that all the time, or is this uh, like a one-in-the-morning thing? No, this is all the time. It's worse on the weekends uh, after midnight, but it is all the time. I have a red light uh, stop signal right outside of my home, and it's probably one of the most blown red lights in the city of Hartford. It is ignored. Well, wait a sec. You said it was a wide-open road, nothing to Mm -hmm. make you stop. But you're saying there's red lights, so there is something to make people stop, but they're ignoring them. Absolutely. They are ignored, and uh, when cars come out of the side streets, either to a red light or a stop sign, nobody stops rarely uh, do they stop. But isn't that a really easy thing to fix? Don't you just put a cop at that corner and start making it cost people money? You would think so. Uh, We've also been suggested that speed bumps might be Mm -hmm. uh, a a viable answer and red light cameras. The speed bumps, they say, cannot happen because this is a route for ambulances to reach Hartford Hospital, which is very close by. Mm Mm-hmm. As far as red light cameras go, which are in effect in many cities around the United States, it's been debated at the city council because some feel that it might be seen uh, to be used as racial profiling. Ah, so there's a racial component here. But but there's got to be a way to enforce the law. There should be a way to enforce the law, but I can tell you, having lived on this street for nine years now, it is not enforced. Have things, gotten, police, have things gotten worse with the enforcement, and the speeding, for that matter, since COVID? Yes, it has gotten worse. I don't know if that's the reason for it. Uh, people may just be frustrated about uh, times during COVID when you couldn't go out much, there were a lot of things you couldn't do, and they're taking out their aggression uh, on the gas pedal. I don't get it, though. I I don't get... Well, here. okay, here's a thought. Let me throw a... Well, I understand why people go fast, and I certainly understand that if the government of the city of Hartford doesn't care to slow people down, then that's like a big billboard to everybody go ahead drive fast and certainly you're going to get more of it but i would think that making citizens like you who live on one of the most egregiously flagrantly violated roads that you would be making a stink and that you would be looking for political action oh we do make stinks the biggest stink todd happened uh two years ago this august 
and a young man, or youngish man, was riding his bicycle in the bike lane on Weathersfield Avenue. Uh, two cars were racing. Uh, they were basically drag racing. Mm-hmm. One of them went to pass around the other and hit this young man on his bicycle. He was flung across the street to the other side of Weathersfield Avenue, and incredibly sadly, he was decapitated and had one leg torn off from that accident. The cars took off. They were never caught. Never caught. Now, what's the rhetoric coming from City Hall? Uh, City Hall doesn't say a lot about it. To be honest with you, it's, uh, I have not heard the mayor say much about traffic violations and the danger to the public in the city. There are many activists in the city who talk about it. Uh, the council has not paid a lot of attention to it either. I'm not sure why. What could be done, do you think? I think red light cameras are one No, no, thing. I mean, I, what could be done to motivate City Hall to uh, take care of a, a flagrant problem that's been going on for a long time? Maybe if they uh, lived in this area and nobody over there lives down here. The south end, and when I say the south end, there are two parts of the south end. There's this area... Franklin, Weathersfield, Maple, and then there's the southwest area on New Britain Avenue uh, going towards West Hartford, Mm -hmm. which has seen already uh, just this year two deaths of uh, people because of speeding drivers. One was, I believe, a 20-year-old Trinity College student who was crossing the street and was killed by a hit-and-run driver. And then just last week, there was a two-car crash there, and one of the people was dead at the scene. We're talking to Ann Gosh-Diggy, and she writes for the Hartford News. It's an online newspaper. And I'm, I'm a, just a little confused why this isn't causing a lot of tumult and turmoil politically. Why aren't people rising up and saying we need to have our streets safe? People are rising up, Todd. Would would you say, why is nothing happening? People rise up in Hartford about a lot of things that are issues that negatively impact the citizens here and, and the visitors, too, in some cases. And unfortunately, it's not a top priority. Do you think it's possible that the police just don't have any interest in patrolling more than they're patrolling, and the mayor can't make them. I, I don't think it's that they don't have interest. I, as I said, uh, speeding on the streets is actually not considered a crime, or blowing red lights, passing on the right, doing U-turns into oncoming traffic. We see this all the time, but it's considered to be a quality of life issue just like noise considered by whom though you know the democrats control the city of hartford have for a long time this democrats control the state of connecticut absolutely they can pass whatever law they want Mm -hmm. as a matter of fact for two years 
Ned could just write it on a napkin, sign his name to it, and it would be a law. So, <laughs> yeah. I, so what exactly is the excuse? The, the, what I have heard a lot of is that police were irate and hurt over the way the people who they thought were their business partners, who they had a cozy relationship with, the mm-hmm. Democrats, hung them out to dry when it came to conflict over police powers after the George Floyd uh Correct. The thing happened. So, so police have kind of dropped into the background, which I assume is a kind of uh, protective cocoon they're going into to make sure that they're not creating liability for themselves or career ending. You know, I've talked to cops who said, hey, I just I keep my eyes straight ahead when I'm driving down the street. If I kept something in my peripheral vision that in the old days I would have turned and looked to see what was going on. Now I don't bother anymore because why should I? They don't have my back. And I wonder if Mayor Bronin just knows he can't get the cops to do anything, so he, so he plays turtle. Well, let, let's, let's remember, the chief of police is appointed, appointed by the mayor. The mayor is the chief of police, police's boss. Technically, yes. So basically, it comes down to the chief of police and then goes down to the troops uh, in HPD. So you, you really, uh, they're answering to two people. Uh, you may also be aware, because this is nothing new, that the optimum number of police officers in Hartford has dropped drastically in the last five years. Mm-hmm. And we are understaffed by 100 to 150 police officers. Now we have crime in this city. We have problems with guns, lots and lots and lots of shootings, never mind the homicides. And uh, that's what they're focusing on. Uh, that's the main focus of the police. If they had more officers, if they had more foot patrols, if uh, they had officers visible on these streets, then it might have some impact on alleviating the traffic violation problem. It's not an issue. In fact, now if there's a fender bender accident, mm-hmm. police don't even come unless an ambulance is necessary. They just tell you to file a report. Right. You do it on your own now. You, yeah, you basically do it on your own. If somebody hits your car and does some damage to it, uh, calling a cop uh, is not going to take them away from other important work that they're doing because mm-hmm. there's just not enough of them out there. And Gostigian. The department. Um, and one thing is, they did a vote of no confidence in Chief Thody last year. Yeah. And many of them are leaving. They're going to suburban cities where they are paid better, where they're less likely to even have to pull a gun, and where the suburbs are looking to diversify their forces and they are looking for. Uh, officers of color and more women officers because that's what they want to do. And why not? You're going to get paid more, you're going to be in a less dangerous uh, situation, and you're probably going to get a lot more respect than you do in the city of Hartford. Yes, which uh, which goes back to leadership and what the mayor is up to and what exactly their goals are and why, you know, the job of being a mayor, I think, is to run the city. And what you're describing, Anne, is a situation which the city is running itself and, and it's not running so well. Let me just put one quick fact out here, Todd. Uh, the mayor, of course, has uh, appointment, uh, he has the privilege of appointing police officers, 
uh, which then goes to the city council for their approval. And as we know, in an overwhelmingly Democratic council, he's going to get what he wants. When he came into office, uh, Kiefer Vela, who uh, had some minor issues but was pretty well respected as a good chief, decided it was time for him to retire. The mayor then appointed David Rosado, who was a Hartford native. Uh, He was with the Connecticut State Police, and he wanted him to come and be the chief of police in Hartford. Rosado was a very good man, and he knew the city, and he understood it. But the mayor tried to micromanage his policing in several different ways that we won't get into. Rosado was a highly regarded, respected officer in the Connecticut State Police, and he lasted just about one year before he resigned. He yeah, well, that's about politics, they, right? They clashed. It was a mm-hmm. big personality clash. And you and mentioned this, the current chief. And you mentioned this as a because Chief Thody it was a couple of summers ago when he was uh, oh his wild ride yeah yeah he was going down to his beach house uh, and and uh, that yes. was you know supposedly yes. was being followed by a citizen who was calling nine one one to report his Absolutely. erratic driving which included hitting the the center uh, what do you call it the Jersey barrier the That's the divider right. and That's and right. uh, and that. That whole thing got brushed under the rug by the chief, by the by the mayor. It's just the whole thing is hard to understand exactly what's going on there. By the mayor and also the chief operating officer too, uh, who who is uh, the chief was re- uh, reporting to at that time. All right. Anything else you want us to know, Ann? Uh, at this moment, do you want to go for a break? I mean, I have a couple of other things I could tell you. Well, I just uh, asked you, do you have anything else you want us to know on this topic? I just want people to know that it's very dangerous in Hartford. Uh, if you, if you, you're at a red light and that light turns green, wait. Wait at least 10 seconds before you put your foot on the gas. Actually, someone might behind you would probably drive around you and just go through. But be careful because there are people who do not obey the traffic signals and you could get hurt as so many people have. Wait, so your guidance is don't go on green? Until you check. Look both ways to make sure nobody's coming (laughs) out of a side street or nobody's trying to drive around you, maybe a little too close to you. Uh, yeah, hesitate a little. Hesitate a little before you put their wow. foot on the gas. I know a lot of people who are doing that now. All right. We will remember. Ann Gostigian, staff reporter for the Hartford News, thank you so much for being here. Appreciate it. 860-522-9842. What do you think about that? It's very fishy. What happened to, well, you think about Democrat control, one-party rule. When it comes to being corrupt and passing all kinds of ridiculous laws and refusing to provide any transparency and ignoring Freedom of Information Act requests, you know, the state government is really good at just doing whatever it wants. doesn't worry passes laws that are illegal laws just so they can transfer money to their favorite voting blocks and such. How is it possible they have so little concern 
over the well-being of the people who live in the city of Hartford that they just let wild rides be the, the, the name of the game. How is that possible? Very, very strange what's up with these people uh, I aim to get to the bottom of. So if you have any advice and guidance, feel free to join us here with your information. I want to get back to our climate change conversation that we are having before, 860-522-9842. And the, the interesting part about this climate thing is the, the well, it, it kind of coincides with the discussion we were just having. They do whatever they want on climate. They pass all kinds of laws on climate that require us to not have enough electricity for the rates to be really high. They have their own agenda. And yet we seem to be the ones who are suffering through this. Well, through the expense of electricity, the expense of oil, the the cost of diesel fuel, for people heating with oil, heat. What is going to happen to them this winter? There is a lot of fear and anxiety. I don't see this big political machinery responding. I don't see the big compassionate Democrats who control everything in the state swooping in to make everything right. So I want to know how you view climate in this climate when it's hot outside. Does it change your feeling at all? Does it change your perspective at all? Are you down with things being the way they are? Do you like the climate change movement having control over policy to such an extent that nobody seems to be worried about where energy is going to come from? They just care about where it's not going to come from. But there aren't that many options. There really aren't that many options. So we, we mentioned earlier with Tom during the T2 segment that Europe two weeks ago passed a European Union parliamentary law saying that they're going to categorize natural gas as green energy. And if natural gas is green energy, what they're really saying is we need a way to cheat our own system because we can't do this We can't cut our consumption of fossil fuels the way we want to. We can't do it. can't be done. Isn't that interesting? This thing is starting to come apart. I played that cut before from today's New York Times podcast, The Daily. Listen to this again. You know, there was some consensus developing that the world needed to very swiftly reduce its reliance on fossil fuels, like do it in this decade. Mm -hmm. That isn't happening. That isn't happening. We've backed off. I'm sorry, Anthony, I forgot which hour it is. Should have told me like 10 minutes ago. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. 
Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.